Welcome to the Best Coach Ever podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, an online business mentor and social media expert to online coaches and totally obsessed with helping women win in life and business. After spending over seven years in the online fitness coaching industry and scaling my own fitness coaching business to multiple six figures, I fell in love with something new, helping women build their own businesses online. And to date, I've helped hundreds of women scale their own online coaching businesses to massive success. Each week in this podcast, I'll be sharing how you can be the best coach ever, which isn't just about being a good coach to your clients, by the way. It's about knowing how to run your business like the successful CEO you aspire to be. It's also about learning to run a business in a way that gives you the best life ever and your clients the best results ever. And lastly, it's about being the best, happiest version of yourself that you can be inside and out. Also in the best coach ever podcast, I'll be sharing the business strategies, mindset hacks, and life lessons I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey and sharing interviews with industry leaders with expert advice in leveling up your health mindset and business. So if you're ready to be the best coach ever and learn to build the life and business of your dreams, come dive into the best coach ever podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Best Coach Ever podcast. I'm reporting to you live inside of my blanket dome that I think is just, just fell all over the mic. Hold on. Okay, much better. Reporting to you live from inside the blanket dome. If you're new here, I record my podcast in my office with a giant blanket draped over my computer, my mic, and myself so that I can give you listeners at home the best audio possible. (laughs) And also a tip for you if you're recording podcasts to um, either record them in a closet or record them uh, with a blanket draped over you for the best acoustics. But that's not, this is not what today's podcast episode is about. First of all, if you are listening to this when this goes live, happy Halloween. I'm a Halloween girly. I love this time of year so much and I love Halloween. But if you are listening to this at even a single second after October 31st, like I don't care if you're listening to this November 1st, 12.01 a.m., Merry Christmas, babe. Merry Christmas. It is the Christmas season. If you have followed me for a while, then you know I'm a Christmas girly, even more so than a fall or Halloween girly. And I am one of those annoying people that puts up my decorations November 1st. By the time some of you are listening to this, I am probably joyfully and triumphantly walking through my living room with my Christmas tree up. And that's just how it's going to be. No, I will not be taking any questions. This is not up for debate. This is how we do it in my house. (laughs) I love Christmas and I love to celebrate it for two whole months. But that is not what today's episode is about, believe it or not. No, I'm not giving you a rundown of why Christmas is the best holiday, although I could. But we're going to talk today about, um, ooh, something spooky. (laughs) Something spooky for Halloween. I almost did an episode uh, around like something with ghosting, like, um, you know, why your clients ghost you or what to do if if clients ghost contracts or something like that, just to like a, a play on the fact that it's Halloween when this episode's going live. But you know what? What I really wanted to talk about today was how perfectionism is destroying you in your business. It's destroying your business efforts. And more specifically, we're going to talk today about how perfectionism is really ruining your ability to be consistent with content on social media. Now, if you follow me, a lot, which I don't know why I say that in my podcast, as if like a bunch of strangers are listening to episodes and episodes of my podcast and don't know me. <laughs> but I mean, maybe you are. Um, it, but if you know me and you follow me, you know, I'm really big on um, create uh, organic marketing, if you will, attraction marketing. Uh, I get the bulk of my clients from 
Instagram, um, from Facebook, right? Like that's where I have really built up my business and my following is through social media. And I have done that through years and years of very consistent content. In fact, over the last 10 years, I have been very consistent on Instagram, on Facebook. I don't think I've taken more than a week off from posting on social media, um, like a week in like seven consecutive days in a row. And that's only happened a few times, which might sound crazy. Like Lynette, how the hell are you staying so consistent? I'm gonna tell you, Uh, because I have really, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. I know social media is a tough one for people. Creating content is a tough one for people. But something that I find happens a lot for content creators is that they are having this very perfectionist approach or this all or nothing approach to content and creating content uh, and posting content, and it's actually throttling them from being consistent. Like your efforts to try to do this really well is actually making you do it worse. <laughs> Let me explain. So I got this idea actually to talk about this from a client call that I had recently with one of my mastermind gals. She um, has built her business largely from referrals. Like she, that's how she's gotten a lot of her clients. And so she's not always been super duper consistent on Instagram, but she wants to be. She wants to start getting more clients from social media. And when she started working with me, for the first few weeks of working with me, she hadn't posted anything really on her Instagram feed. She does Instagram stories little, hadn't done much on her feed. And I, you know, kept kind of bringing it up like, hey, when are we going to post on your feed? And she let me know that she was just feeling kind of overwhelmed at the prospect of it. Um, She's like, yeah, it just feels like really daunting to post on Instagram when I haven't posted in a while. And I was like, okay, well, you know, explain that to me a little bit. Like, what's the barrier for you? Um, You know, what, what, if I were to ask you right now to just go post something random on your feed, why does that not feel okay to do? Um, And so what she really explained to me was that, She was just overwhelmed with the concept of having to post consistently on Instagram. She felt like if she were to post right now, then that means she has to commit to like posting five days this week and like knowing exactly what to say and posting really good content. And then she'd have to figure out another five posts for next week. And that all of these posts had to be like really, really good or really perfect. Uh, Otherwise, it's like, why am I even bothering? And so she had this really high standard of what she needed to do if she was going to even bother posting. And so she kept putting this off because it just felt like so much, right? Like it was super daunting, which I totally understand. If you told me, Lynette, you can't make another post on Instagram until you know you have 10 more perfect posts that are definitely going to work to build your audience and convert. Like unless you have all 10 of those ready to go, don't even bother with your first post. I would probably feel really overwhelmed and that would feel daunting as well. So I really understood where she was coming from with that. And she kind of expounded a bit more that like, you know, and also like just keeping up with Instagram content in general is just kind of frustrating because, you know, it can take a while to make a piece of content. Like it might take an hour or more to make a piece of content. And then if that post doesn't perform well or doesn't get good engagement, it just feels like, well, like, why the heck did I even bother? Uh, I get super discouraged. It's like, why did I put myself through all of that for no reason? And then, or it's just like, okay, well, like that didn't work. Like, man, like back to the drawing board, I have to do this all over again. And I can totally get why that would feel exhausting. And to be honest, I have had moments like that myself where I have been trying to make what I feel is good content. It doesn't seem to perform well. And then I'm just feeling a little bit like, "Well, well, what do I do now? Like, I don't know what to do, right? Like I used to feel like that a lot in 2017, 2018, 2019, as I was really coming into my own content strategy, and I didn't have one at that time, I felt that that daunting feeling a lot, that overwhelm a lot, that discouragement a lot. 
So I get it. If you struggle to keep up with social media content because you regularly feel discouraged by it or you feel overwhelmed by it or you feel like you just never have enough time or energy or creativity to keep up with it and also you have this like really high standard of like if I'm gonna do it I need it to be really good and like when I start working on a piece of content I need it to be perfect before I post it and I just have a thousand questions come up for me while I'm making a piece of content of like is this good enough? Is this gonna work? Is this gonna get clients? Is this gonna grow my audience? Yeah, I would understand why if you deal with that, that you would just not want to post on social media or that you would really struggle emotionally and mentally with keeping up with social media. And I think this is why a lot of people do struggle to keep up um, is because they deal with this. But what is going on here? is that you are practicing not only perfectionism, uh, but the sister of perfectionism, which is all or nothing mindset. They're actually kind of one in the same, but you know how a lot of you coaches who follow me on social media and who like work with me, you guys help your fitness clients overcome all or nothing mindset around food and diet and workouts because maybe in your past you used to be this way with you know, your diet, you felt like you had to do everything perfectly or else you had failed. You felt like, you know, you couldn't even start a diet unless you were 100% certain you could do it perfectly. You would feel like every workout needed to be perfect. Every meal had to be perfect. If you slipped up at all, then like you failed, right? Remember when like you maybe struggled with that at some point in your fitness journey or how you see your clients struggle with it now and that's one of the things you help them with? Yeah, well, you're doing that in your business. (laughs) You're doing this in your business with your content. You have this crazy high standard for what quote-unquote good content is or how often you're supposed to be posting, right? You you tell yourself like, well, I have to post every day or like I have to post five days a week. Every post has to be a banger. Every reel needs to go viral. Everything that I post has to be like exactly the right thing or else I had failed, which is just A, not the truth, but also B, making this a really miserable time for you. And I see it all of the time. I see it with my FCBA clients. I see it with my mastermind clients. I will see these coaches be like, well, if I can't post five days a week, then like I just won't post at all. And I'm like, okay, but that's like your fitness client saying, if I can't go to the gym five times a week, I'm not going to go at all. Like, is that our only options to either work out like crazy or not work out at all? Or is there some gray area in the middle where people can put in some effort? Maybe it's not perfect, but some effort and they still get results. And if you're a fitness or wellness coach, then you know, yeah, of course, like people can work out three days a week and still get great results. Or people can have their diet on point 80 or 90% of the time and still get great results, right? It doesn't require perfection. And that's part of probably what you help your clients understand is that like, hey, you don't have to pressure yourself to do everything perfectly in order to get results. You just have to be largely consistent most of the time. But the more pressure you put on yourself to be perfect, the harder this journey is going to actually be, right? Okay, well, next time you talk to one of your clients about that, copy and paste that message back to yourself and replace the word diet with content and workouts with Instagram. (laughs) Because I think that's the message that you need to hear for yourself, right? Because again, you know, what if a, what would you say to a fitness client who has, maybe she hasn't worked out in months, right? And she's just like, oh, like it's, I'm really scared thinking about going back to the gym. I'm overwhelmed thinking about going back to the gym because if I, you know, that first workout back, it has to be perfect. It has to be amazing. It has to make up for lost time, right? Or if I start working out now, then I have to keep going. I have to go five days a week or like I will mess this up, right? You'd be like, no, that's not really how it works. Like, you can just go work out two days this week. Like that's a great place to start. Go work out for two days. The workouts don't have to be perfect. Just like start putting in the reps, start helping yourself 
like work towards where you want to be and that's okay like that's great actually that's helping you realistically build towards your ultimate goal which maybe it is to work out four or five days a week but we don't have to be there like today and you also can get results before we get to that level right the same is true for you coach when it comes to posting content. And I think somebody just needs to tell you that, that like, you don't have to make all of your content be 100% perfect in order to be effective. It's okay if not, if most of your reels don't go viral, if a lot of your content doesn't seem to get great engagement, that's, that's fine. Like that's in fact pretty normal. But when you have this perfectionist mindset or this all or nothing mindset around, you know, your content or your content frequency online, it really can throttle you from doing anything at all. Because I will see, I've seen this so many times as a coach, I'll see a client of mine, you know, who's like a fitness coach or something. She'll post for like two or three weeks straight on Instagram. She'll start feeling a little burnt out because she's been posting like five, six times a week. Um, And then she'll just go dark for two weeks or a month because she was like, it just got overwhelming. I didn't know how I was going to keep up with that. And I always say, well, why couldn't we have just pulled back to posting two days a week? Why couldn't we have just pulled back to posting three days a week? Or why couldn't we have just taken one week off and then gotten back to posting and just posting three or four days a week, right? There's there's so many options for what we could do that would still be successful that isn't this all or nothing approach of either I do all the things or I quit, right? Because this is part of what I see being one of the biggest things that throttles uh, coaches' results online is that they're just not consistent because they feel like if they can't do things perfectly, they're just not going to do them at all. Or if they quote unquote mess up by posting a post that wasn't quote unquote good, or they miss a week of posting, then they feel like they failed. They allow that discouragement to get to them and then they quit, right? Tale as old as time. We see it with fitness clients, right? They have the scale go up one day, they freak out, they get discouraged, they quit. Or they fall off track one weekend, they get discouraged, they quit, right? Coaches, you're doing the same thing on social media or with efforts in your business, and it is throttling you from moving forward because you are just so stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, rather than go, maybe slow down for a little bit, but you're still going, then pick up the pace, then maybe slow down for a little bit. So it's really like, yeah. More of that. Um, but let me just talk about what I recommend to my clients who are struggling with this because I, I, this is exactly what I said to her. This is what I say to clients who are struggling with just staying consistent on social media um, and feeling good in whatever level of consistency they're keeping up with on social media. The first thing is that you might just need to lower the bar of expectation for yourself when it comes to content frequency. So I don't know where everyone got in their head that you need to be posting on Instagram every single day. That would be great if you could do it, but you don't have to do it. In fact, I personally tend to average about three to four feed posts a week, and I definitely have weeks where I only post twice. Um, I will sometimes have weeks where I post five or six times, but that's pretty rare. Um, And also, my business is doing fantastically. So like, my business doesn't require me to be posting five, six, seven times a week, and neither does yours. Even if you're in the growing phase, there are so many ways that you can be strategically posting on Instagram just two to three posts on your feed a week. Um, Instagram story, we like to see a little more consistency in that, but Instagram story content can be so like off the cuff, random, fly by the seat of your pants content. It doesn't always usually require much forethought or planning or creativity or, or, I mean, there's a strategy to it, but like it's, I would, if you're struggling with content being consistent, really lower the bar for your Instagram stories. But yeah, Good news, your business will not burst into flames if you are posting a little less frequently for a while, right? If you are only able to post two posts a week, that is still better than posting nothing. 
It is it is good enough. It is doing something for you, right? Just like working out two days a week is better than not working out at all. And it can still help you inch forward in progress. And if you're working with a fitness client, you'd probably rather see them spend three months where they're at least working out two days a week rather than spending three months where one week they work out five days and then the next week they work out zero because they're overwhelmed. And then the week after that, they work out zero again because they're discouraged. And then finally, the fourth week, they work out again and they push for six workouts, but then they injure themselves. And they, right, that is not going to be as effective as someone who just consistently commits to two to three workouts a week and they hit that every week. So I think sometimes we just need to lower the bar of the frequency that we're posting. If five posts a week is just feeling too hard, then do three. You're going to live. Your business is going to continue to move forward you're going to still grow your audience, right? Like, and maybe it'll just be easier to come up with content when you only have to come up with two or three ideas a week rather than five or six or seven. So that's one of the first recommendations I have is to like challenge yourself to let that be okay and to kind of break that all or nothing thinking by following through on this of like, okay, my brain tells me I need to post five posts a week in order for this to work, but I'm going to challenge that and give myself permission to post just two or three days a week if that's what I need right now. And I'm going to let myself know that that is okay, right? That's part of how we break um, cognitive distortions like all or nothing thinking is by literally practicing operating in the gray and reminding ourselves that that's okay, creating safety for ourselves. And that just might be something you need to do with content is just give yourself that permission to post less and remind yourself that it's going to be okay. I think another thing that's worth doing uh, that I recommend that you do when it comes to content is to change the way you see success of a piece of content or change the way you measure success of a piece of content. Um, I see that a lot of coaches, I mean, they will make an Instagram post and instantly, like an hour later, they're like, did this do well? Did I get comments? Did I get a bunch of likes? Did I get a bunch of shares? And if they didn't get those things, they're they're like, oh, well, this post sucked. Nobody liked it. Nobody did anything with it. it. It was a bad post, which could absolutely not be the case at all. You could actually have a post that doesn't get good, what we'll call vanity metrics, doesn't get a lot of likes, shares, comments but is actually very good for your business, is actually very helpful in helping you get clients, nurture your audience, grow your audience, et cetera. Because there's so many things that our content does that we can't tell by looking at it. Like, and I've seen this so many times in my business, I will post something that gets like no legs, no follows, no anything. Like it will seem like it is a post that is just dead on arrival And then like a week later, I'll have someone who joins one of my programs and she'll say, yeah, that post you made just like really sealed the deal for me. And it'll be the post that I thought sucked. It's just that we assume that when we make good content, our audience will reward us by like liking it, engaging with it, whatever. And that's just not really the case anymore. People more often than not are lurkers on social media more than they are engagers, especially on Instagram. I'm finding engagement on Instagram is really just at an all-time low where people are just not engaging on content. Like they will love a post. You could make a post that makes someone cry and like changes their life and they will just literally not like it or leave a comment on it because that's just how people are. Think about yourself. How often do you really engage on content of creators you follow or coaches you follow that are not like personal friends? Probably never. I can't remember the last time that I engaged on a piece of content that was not from one of my clients or one of my friends or like you know, somebody I was prospecting, like, I just don't do it. I observe on social media. I don't always actively engage, especially with like coaches or creators. There's just, I don't know. I just don't. And I I see that that's the behavior for a lot of people. 
So what you really want is to just have a strategy that you know overall is getting you more of what you want. You want to have a content strategy that over time is proving to actually bring you clients, is proving to actually grow your audience. Um, And we track that over months of time. There's no way to look at one piece of content and decide whether or not that was good or bad based on its vanity metrics or else we're just going to be making that decision based on really limited information that does not tell us the whole story. So that being said, we really need to kind of emotionally disconnect from the likes and the comments. And I know it can be hard because in our brain, it's just like, if this was a good post, people would engage with it. Not necessarily. You know, yes, sometimes, but a lot of times, no. A post could still be doing a good job of nurturing your audience or still be doing a good job of selling your program and you just won't see a response on it that day. Which is, again, you know, with my clients, I teach them an overarching content strategy, things that have been proven to over time get people to buy from you so that we, as long as we're following that strategy and we're measuring results over time, we can make sure that it's actually working because it's really less about one individual piece of content. It's more about what is your content communicating and doing for you over the course of days, weeks, months at a time. Um, and I know for a lot of new coaches, it's hard to see it in that way. But, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years into this business practically, and it's just something I've learned over time to just not be emotionally connected to um, the quote unquote outcome of an individual piece of content and to just trust that every piece of content I make is doing something good for my business. Trust that at least one person saw it and got a little closer to buying me. At least one person saw it and decided to follow me because of it. At least one person saw it and thought, man, I would like to work with Lynette one day. And if that's happening, then I'm doing a good thing and I can feel good about my content. And so, and again, I really make that call on whether or not my content is doing that or not based on how my content performs, my business performs over a month at a time, two months at a time, three months at a time, right? Like that's really the success markers of a piece of content or really of your content as a whole, not the vanity metrics and the engagement. Um, And the reason I bring all of this up even and even challenge you to change the way that you measure the success of content is because I know that what also slows people down from making content is that they get so discouraged about their vanity metrics and engagement that it just makes them not want to post anymore, right? Like this client that I was speaking of earlier told me when I get bad engagement, I feel like I failed, like I made bad content and that's just so discouraging. And then it leads me to feeling like, why bother posting? Because like nobody cares anyway, this content's not working, blah, blah, blah. But we're making that call based on, uh, you know, just markers that are not actually saying that, you know what I mean? And really, it's just so important that we, A, have a good content strategy that we're measuring in the right ways, and B, that we just keep posting even when it feels like it's not doing anything because very big chances it actually is doing something and we just can't see it yet or we're just not realizing that like, hey, I got six new clients this month. Maybe it's because my content that seems to have really low engagement is actually working for me. Um, Yeah. Because I can tell you one thing that definitely will kill sales and the progress of your business, and that's if you just stop posting, if you give up and stop doing the work. So if you are in a space where it's feeling really difficult to um, keep up with the standard of content that you've been telling yourself you need to post, 
right? It's been hard for you to keep up with posting five days a week, making all of your posts really awesome and amazing. Then I just encourage you to lower that bar for a little bit. There are many times in my business, weeks of time at my business, I guess I shouldn't say weeks in a row, but like there will be a week of time in my business multiple times a year where I just like don't have it in me to create really stellar content. And so for a week, I will just put out three C plus quality posts, like posts that I'm like, this isn't amazing, but it's something and it's on brand. So I will post it because it's better to post something than to post nothing. And honestly, like at least 20 or 30% of the time, those C plus pieces of content actually end up performing really well because what I think will perform well, you know, I'm right a lot of the time, but sometimes I'm just not. Sometimes something random will just like take off or people will love it or I will think like, oh, this would be stupid. No one's going to like this. And then it'll like do really well, right? Um, But long and short of it, at least I'm still posting. At least on those weeks where I'm feeling discouraged or overwhelmed or I have a lot of other work on my plate, at least I'm not quitting because that would disrupt the sales and functionality of my business. If I stop posting regularly, if I am not consistent with content to some degree, then I am going to slow down my sales funnel. I am going to slow down uh, my ability to consistently get clients online. And that's the ultimate discouragement is when you have a month or two months or three months where you don't get any new clients. And then you, again, create these stories that like none of this is worth it. It's not working. And you get discouraged and you stop the business altogether. So if you are allowing perfectionism and all or nothing mentality to make content uh, a very annoying disaster for you and your business or just make you miserable or have it throttle your business efforts, Hopefully this was helpful for you today to really overcome that, change the way that you see content and have a few tools now to, uh, tools and I guess we'd say strategies to really start to implement to help you have a better time with this and make it a little bit easier to actually uh, stay consistent to some capacity with content rather than being so hot, cold, start, stop, you know, because again, that's really just the kiss of death in a, in a social media based business. So I hope this was helpful for you. If you're listening to this on Halloween, happy Halloween. If you're listening to this on November 1st, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and uh, I will see you guys uh, on the internet. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Best Coach Ever podcast. If you love today's episode, do me a favor and share a screenshot of this episode on Instagram story and tag me, or go ahead and leave a five-star review for my podcast on iTunes. Both help me out so much in getting my podcast out to new people. Thanks again for hanging out with me today, you guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Best Coach Ever podcast.